Welcome to You, Me and the Counselling World, the podcast dedicated to student counsellors and their road to getting qualified. Today, in episode three, we explore the subject of how to get the very best out of your personal therapy during your training. Hi there, everyone. My name is Becky Whitaker, and I'm a counsellor and supervisor. Today, I really want to explore personal therapy as a student. Why do we need it and how do we get the very best from it? Thank you so much for tuning in. It's great to have you here again this week. I can't believe the podcast is already three episodes in and the support I've received has been absolutely amazing, really. It's been great. So if you haven't already, please do hit follow. Come and spend some time over on my Facebook page. It'll be really lovely to hear from you. But in the meantime, let's have a bit of a talk and a bit of a conversation today about personal therapy. You know... You begin your training and you sit down and you have a look through all of the different courses available and you begin to realise quite quickly that there are additional kind of requirements as part of the course. One of those really big parts of it is actually around personal therapy and most courses on a diploma level ask for something around 20 to 40 sessions during the time of your training and wow that sounds like a lot, doesn't it, when you put it like that? And you might be wondering, well, how can I sit for t- between 20 and 40 hours and talk about myself? I don't need any counselling. <laughs> I feel fine. And that's something that I hear so frequently. Um, I, I love working with student counsellors. It's a really lovely kind of honour. <laughs> they, they sit down and they, they come in and they say, oh, I don't really need to be here. I've come just because of my course. And it's one of the requirements, um, but I don't know what to talk about. I don't know what to say. And actually, for many people, it's the very first time they've ever embarked on anything like this. They've never had therapy before. They've never seen a counsellor. And it's their first time. And, and actually, that's a really scary moment for many people, especially when you're concerned and worrying about, well, what am I going to say? You know, <laughs> what do I need to talk about? I don't have anything. My childhood has been okay. I'm quite happy. I'm getting on day to day. Um, And that's one of the the biggest kind of um, questions that I get asked when I'm working with with trainee counsellors is, you know, where do I start with this? How do I begin? And I always just say to them to begin wherever it feels relevant, because actually during our time together and during the time of your course and as things develop and evolve, suddenly you're in a situation where you begin to see the value somehow. And I remember feeling exactly the way that you may be feeling right now when I was looking at my own diploma course. And you're talking 10 years ago, and I still remember reading the the prospectus and all of those sorts of bits and pieces that they sent me and thinking, well, wow, I'm going to have to spend an absolute fortune on personal therapy. I don't need it. You know, it's not something (laughs) that that I want to do, but I do want to be on this journey. And I remember thinking about the cost and thinking, my gosh, that's going to add on to the cost of the course. And the course itself is already into the thousands. And I remember sitting down and trying to work out the finances and thinking, actually, I'm going to have to include it as part of the cost of the course. I'm going to have to plan for it in that way. And that's what I did. And actually, through looking through various um, directories and things, sometimes you will find counsellors that offer 
reduce rate for therapists that are training. I know that I do. I, I offer it and I always have and I always will. Because for me, it's part of being able to offer something back to this amazing industry that we find ourselves working in. I know how difficult it is to start the journey of training. And so for me, it's about, okay, I can offer something here. You know, I can offer something in terms of a concessionary rate for those that are already spending lots and lots of money on training and supervision and, you know, everything else that comes alongside that in terms of books and travel to placements and parking often isn't covered in the placement and all of those sorts of things. They're already giving so much and it's my way of giving back. So, you know, do look because you might find there are counsellors that will offer you that reduced rate. And to me, that feels really important because when you look at the cost overall, of course, it all adds up. So I remember that really vividly. And I remember thinking when I eventually qualify, I am going to want to offer a reduced rate for, for trainees. And it was something that was inbuilt in me from almost from the beginning, that idea that I really enjoy supporting them and I really enjoy their journey and I enjoy being on that road with them and seeing them develop and change. And I get to see that both as a supervisor, but also as a counsellor and working through their stuff and going through personal therapy together. You know, it, it's such an incredible thing to be able to do that. And to share it together. That's what I like to do. <laughs> so that feels really important, doesn't it? Another thing to think about when you're looking for a counsellor of your own is, you know, do they work in a similar way to the way that you're hoping to work in the future? Have they got a similar kind of modality? You know, that every counsellor brings something different and everyone does it in a slightly different way. And that's okay. That's, that's amazing. That's part of them bringing themselves. And that's really important. But... I think it's helpful if you're working with somebody that offers you something similar to the, to the style or the modality that you're going to be working in. For me, it just gives me a sense of, I guess, seeing it from the other side, sitting in the other chair. And as I said before, this is often for the very first time people are sitting in that client's chair. And it can be a really tricky chair to sit in, can I say? <laughs> you know, it really can. And it can be pretty scary when you first sit down in it and make a beginning with somebody that you've only just met. That can be really hard. And I think that one of the biggest benefits to personal therapy for counsellors is for them to understand that actually this is really scary. <laughs> and I think that when you realise that it can be something that's quite daunting... It helps you when you see your own clients and you understand that for them, this is a really big thing. This is a really big deal that they're here and that they're with you. And I think that it helps me a lot to remember that feeling of trepidation and apprehension and not knowing what to expect and where this is going to go. So I, I really hold on to that feeling. And I think that that's one of the benefits of doing personal therapy during your training and certainly through those diploma years and that you're able to really get a grasp of what this might feel like for somebody else to sit down together and start this. So that's a really kind of good point. But just try and bear in mind that counsellors work in different ways. There's lots of the integrative models um, you know, everyone brings something different. So it's about finding the person that you just get and they get you 
and together you feel like you can bounce off each other. You know, lots of people do offer introductory sessions and things like that. I myself do. I offer a free introductory session that's an obligation free. And that's always about me having a talk with the clients to see whether I think I can help them, but also for them to see whether they think they could work with me. Um, and I find it works really well. Um, so if you are in that situation where you're looking for a counsellor, why not ask them? You know, do you do an introductory session? Do you offer that for free or, or is there a payment? But it's a chance for you to really get to know them a little bit and um, see if you can check out how you feel with them. Um, and I guess try not to be feeling like a student counsellor. Try and be you. <laughs> try and sit in the chair and forget that you're training for a while and let yourself just bring what feels relevant for you in the moment. That feels really important to me, actually, when I, more I think about it now. It feels really important. The other thing around personal therapy is around you learning about you, I suppose. <laughs> learning your triggers. Learning about those parts of you that might get triggered by a client coming in talking to you and allowing you to explore that and to be aware of where those triggers might lie. Maybe you've had a situation in the past, you've been through bad experiences in your life and sometimes we can be triggered by something without even realising it can be there and it can bring it up for us in the moment. And having a space to take that to personal therapy and a space where you can sit down and freely talk about it feels to me to be really valuable and it's probably for me one of the most important points because... If you don't know those triggers in advance, then how can you work authentically with clients and not have this feeling of um, triggering? It's a feeling of triggering, isn't it? It's that sense of it bringing something up for you, something deeply resonating, and then it's really difficult to kind of let that go. Or it bringing up a feeling of fear or upset after a session especially can happen and you can you can begin to kind of ruminate on something that they might have said and you can notice that you're beginning to find that that's pushing a button for you. That's an amazing thing to take into your own personal therapy and explore. It feels to me like exploring is the key. Just putting it out there into the world and, and talking about it. That's really valuable and a really important point. It's also something about getting to know yourself. You know, we think we know ourselves really well. And, you know, let's be honest, the vast majority of, of people that are training to be counsellors often do have a really good understanding of themselves. They know themselves quite well. You get to know yourself really well through the journey of the course, and through the training, through personal therapy, through supervision and through being with peers on the course. You get to know yourself really well and more in depth and I sense that that helps you when you're working with clients. My feeling is that it helps you to really understand what's yours and what's theirs. Um, so there will be times when you want to share something, a feeling comes up and you want to share it. And sometimes you find yourself, I do, I find myself thinking, is this me? Is this about me? Or is this about them? Um, and so it's about knowing yourself, knowing where those sort of blind spots might be and being able to have them in your awareness as you're working. And again, personal therapy is a really good space to explore that because it's you. You're taking you into that room and you're sitting down and together you're digging around in all of this stuff. So it's about you. That's amazing, isn't it, when you look at it like that? That you, that you can use that time 
to explore, to explore and get to know yourself more and to understand yourself because that's what will be really helpful when you are working with clients and throughout your training. You know, you've got to write essays about yourself and you've got to write essays about the sort of counsellor you're going to be. It can be really deeply informed by you knowing yourself and knowing what you want to offer. And I think that personal therapy is a really good space for that, to explore and to develop it and to help it to grow. So that's another kind of kind of crucial point that I think needs to be raised around this. The other thing that I think is super important and really worth remembering is that you don't have to stay with the same counsellor. <laughs> you know, you can sign up and work with them for a bit. And actually, if it's not a good fit, that's okay. There's great learning in that. There's great learning in realising why you didn't fit or how you didn't fit. But I think it's about also being really open and really brave and really honest about that and saying that something about you is not is not clicking, is not sitting right with me or something in the way that I feel isn't, isn't sitting right. <laughs> and it doesn't mean that you have to stay with that same counsellor, you know, throughout all of the hours of your training. You can split that up if you want to. On the other hand, it might be that you, you really hit it off with the person you're working with and you want to remain with them for the full amount of time. And that's fine too. There's no right or wrong. It's just about making sure that you're getting what you need because you are really important in this. You're the person that's working with clients. You're the person that's going through this really difficult journey. And you are really important and your needs are really important. And you might you might get to realise through this podcast that I talk about needs a lot because I think that so many people don't know what their needs are. They're not aware of what they are. And I think that, again, personal therapy, it really helps to identify your needs. You know, what do I need to be a, a really good counsellor? What do I need to bring myself into the room and be myself? What do I need to help make that happen? You know, do I need to have a little bit of time before I see a client to really get into the zone? Or do I need to write my notes in a certain way that helps me to really bring me into this? Because... When a client sits down with you, as I was saying in my last episode about feeling good enough, when they sit down with you, that's what they get. They get you. And I think that that is, again, a really important part of this. So you don't have to trudge on with the same counsellor throughout your entire training. You have a choice. Um, And I think that it's really empowering when you look at it like that, that you have a choice and you're able to say, this isn't quite fitting for me. And actually the learning in doing that is just huge. I mean, I don't think I can say that enough. It's just a really big part of the process. And realising that maybe something could be changed. Maybe you could be changed in the sense that you could look at this in a different way. Maybe the counsellor could change slightly. Or maybe the two of you just don't mesh together. Maybe you just don't bounce off each other or you don't get it. And that happens sometimes, and that will happen at times in your career as well. We can't be everything to everyone, can we? And I think that that's really important to remember. One of the other things that people will often say is, I just don't, I haven't got anything to talk about. I don't need counselling. I'm only doing this for my course. Um, And through my experience of working with lots of student counsellors, I'm aware that throughout the road... Of, of becoming a qualified counsellor. Sometimes the course itself will bring up lots of people. It brings up challenges. 
it brings up real kind of deep niggles of things that you weren't aware of about yourself and you find yourself feeling some really strange different things that you haven't experienced before and often that's down to the course it's down to the you know some of the work that you're doing there but it can also become down to the peers that you're with and I, I remember vividly when I was training on on my diploma that there was a lot of kind of competition that seemed to happen in our group sometimes where especially around placements people would be starting to get placements and they'd be starting to you know make make that step and it created a sense of pressure for those that hadn't yet been able to start a placement I guess is what I really want to say to you at the beginning of your journey here is that it's not a race and everything has to be done at a time that it works for you everyone's got their own commitments in the world haven't they and they've got families or jobs houses and partners and you know everything that we're trying to balance in our modern world so sometimes it's just not the right time for you to begin a placement or you can't find the one that you really want to go with um, or it can't fit very well into your schedule all of those things happen and sometimes those niggles that come up from our peers or something that they might have said might have triggered a real insecurity within us Sometimes that can be brought into personal therapy and explore the feeling of why you feel such a a sense of rushing to get things done or that person said that in this way and I don't think they meant to upset me but somehow it pressed the button and I want to explore that. Sometimes people will give feedback and they're trying to be constructive and helpful but they knock something deep within our confidence and we start to say, oh, I'm no good at this. And it takes us back to that feeling of not feeling good enough again. So that's really important, isn't it? So bringing all of those things into personal therapy is super important. And I think that there's so much growth and learning to do from doing just that, from bringing it in and exploring it and getting it all out on the table, you know, and being in it together. That feels really important too. Something else, though, that I I sometimes come across when I'm working with people is people finding that through their course, they're developing and they're changing and they're molding and they're they're learning so much. And it's the change that they're going through, the growth that they're going through is really exciting for them and it's really empowering. And it feels like they're on the brink of something really new. But there is a but here. Sometimes that can also bring up problems for people in terms of their relationships and their family home life in that they're developing and they're changing and they're they're shifting slightly. But their partner and their family isn't. They're not on that journey. They're staying the same. And sometimes that can cause a real friction, you know, in their home life. And it can cause people to become sort of deeper about their relationship and think more about it. And actually... That's another really kind of interesting thing to take into personal therapy. This idea of, well, I'm changing and I'm moulding and I'm improving and I'm learning so much. But I'm feeling like that's not okay with my partner. I'm feeling like my partner wants me to stay exactly the same. And that can also be such an interesting and helpful thing to take into personal therapy. Personal therapy really is your outlet it's your space to say my gosh I feel this and I've noticed that 
and be able to bring it into the room and tell somebody else in a way that it feels safe and secure and confidential there's a lot of kind of well I want to say there's a lot of power in that and I wonder whether power is the right word but it feels like it's so valuable maybe value is the right word there's a real value in being able to do that so though you're paying for the privilege of going through personal therapy and it's adding to the cost of your course and a not in a non-financial value it feels like it's bringing something far bigger than that and I think that it, it is absolutely essential and I completely understand why courses have this requirement I completely understand it and it is just so important it, it really is and one of the other things as well I wanted to touch base on is around sometimes having a strong sense of there being certain clients that you don't want to work with or certain issues that you don't feel like you want to work with and therapy can be a really good place to explore that as well as well as in supervision of course but therapy can help you to go to that on a very personal deep level of well it's triggering something from a past relationship for me or it's bringing up a phobia of mine <laughs> there's lots of things around feeling different that can come up too and if you have that strong sense of I just don't want to work with whatever it might be take that into your personal therapy use that as an as an ideal space to explore what's going on because it might not be clear to you what's happening you might just feel it's not for me so being aware of that is another really important thing to take in if it's bothering you and if it's something that's going to hold you back one of the last things i wanted to touch base on is as well is once you start on a placement because placements are amazing you know they are where all of your learning comes into play is where everything comes together i'll definitely do a future episode on placements and what they can bring up for people that are training but from my experience sometimes it's what they do bring up and from my own personal experience this is this is a reality is that they bring up things around our own self-care sometimes we we try and cram things in don't we to do a placement and sometimes we're having to work and juggle our family lives and earn a living at the same time as trying to work for free on a placement and trying to get our hours done for our course and it can bring up lots around time management and stress and how impactful that can be on us so again something to take into personal therapy and to be really aware of this is something that impacts me in the sense that you can say this is impacting me in, in my life and I want to be able to explore this and I want to be able to find a way that I'm able to build self-care back into my life because I need to be able to do that and I always use the analogy with clients all the time all the time of you can't pour from an empty cup and I think that that feels so relevant in this case you know if you're running frazzled and tired and exhausted you can't give to the clients that come and sit with you you can't keep on unless you're able to replenish yourself and so it's about replenishing and finding a way to build yourself up even if that is just reading a book for 10 minutes or going to soak in the bath for 10 minutes finding ways no matter how small and building those into your life 
but personal therapy will really help you to identify where your needs are not being met, where self-care is not being kind of enabled properly for you. So in short, personal therapy is absolutely essential. That's the short summary of this whole podcast, really. (laughs) Maybe I should have just said it like that. I could have saved myself a bit of time. (laughs) But actually, I'm hoping that is what this has given you is some understanding of where the benefits can lie in doing personal therapy. And yes, you might have a feeling, oh, I've got nothing to say. I don't want to do this. You might have that feeling. It's pretty common. But if you do, just know that actually through your road the road that you're on to to qualifying just know that actually there will be things that you can bring into therapy there will be things that arise throughout your time on your training course there will be things that get triggered off there'll be buttons that get pressed and actually having that space and that support is just it's second to none it's crucial and I can't speak highly enough of that process I think that personal therapy for any trainee counsellor is gold absolute gold and that's what I'm trying to get across today I'm hoping that's all made sense (laughs) so thank you for listening it's been really interesting actually for me to explore this and to sit down and really think about it in depth and I hope my my ramblings and my musings on this have been useful to you in some way If you want to connect with me, come and chat with me on on Facebook. I have a Facebook page. It will be linked in the um, show notes underneath. Come and have a chat and let me know what you're feeling about it. Are you having personal therapy? Are you enjoying it? Or are you about to start on a course and thinking the same thing of, oh, I don't really need this? Or have you found personal therapy to be difficult in some way and you want some help to try to, to resolve that? Anything. Just come and bring it and chat to me on the, on Facebook. And, you know, I really want to be able to start up a conversation. So if you know of anybody else that you think might be interested in this podcast, any fellow students or anybody that you know is interested in training, please do share this and help me get the word out there because I really want to reach as many of you guys as I possibly can. I really want to get this out there. That's kind of my passion. You can probably hear that. <laughs> That's my passion. So please do and I will love to absolutely love to have you on board with everything um so click follow come and see me on social media and um, until next week stay safe well I hope you enjoyed that episode I had so much fun making this today and I really hope that it was useful to you in some way it goes without saying that it's worth remembering that the confidentiality of your clients is just so important. So I just wanted to add that whenever you're exploring your stuff, keep it about you. Make it about you, even though it might be something that's a client has triggered. Just remember it's your process and that's what you need to explore. Anyway, on that note, I'm really looking forward to catching up with you again next week. Will it be actually be at episode four? So you know, stick with me and um, yeah, I'll see you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.